here to welcome you to a new episode of Black and Animated. But before I get into the nitty gritty of what we talked about on today's episode, just a few housekeeping things first. I want to remind everyone that we're on Spotify, so if you like to listen on Spotify, please give us a follow there. Also, for those that are on iTunes, be sure to leave us reviews as well. Now, what you've all been waiting for. On today's episode, we talked to storyboard artist and animator Kalen Whitfield. He's approaching his fourth year here working in the industry. We talked about finding out how to balance working in a studio while also maintaining your own creative voice, what it's like being an animator in the indie scene, having artwork on the more mature side of things, and making it in the industry while your art is heavily anime-influenced. All right, guys, without further ado, I hope you guys enjoyed today's interview. I didn't mean to rhyme, but I guess I did. <laughs> Here's Kaylin. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Black and Animated Podcast. Yeah, it's hey. Bree and Waymond and some dashing young man oh here with my. a deep... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, 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 you stop it. You. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> Another praise. It's a word of praise from you. <laughs> Introduce yourself to the audience. Okay. Hi, so uh, my name's Kalen Whitfield. I grew up making internet cartoons, and uh, now I am out here in L.A. pretending to be a storyboard artist. You're not pretending. You're a board artist. I am... I am paying the rent with it. It's not real. <laughs> it's not real, buddy. <laughs> it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Where are you working right now? Uh, Right now, I'm just working on a personal film. Word. Yeah. So, I just wrapped up at DreamWorks two months ago. (gasps) Did you hang out with Shrek? Uh, Yes. There were a lot of Shrek statues around there because, like... Apparently, every time somebody's been there for a year, they get an ugly little Shrek statue. So, oh, really? Yeah. I was what? Like, I'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty Does horrible. it go donkey? It, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. That sounds kind of creepy, but I guess kind of cool. I don't know. Not really. That's, that's how you fucking I... find out that it's your swamp. It's fucking Shrek. Yeah. Uh, what were you about to ask? I was just gonna say, where else have you worked besides DreamWorks? Okay, so uh, I have worked at uh, Fox ADHD. Uh, I worked at Shadow Machine. I worked at Warner Brothers Six Point Harness, and uh, then uh, DreamWorks. After that, mm. that's a nice list of places. Yeah, I'm a real industry slut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You get around. You yeah, get I, around. I, I, get, I get around. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. But yeah, so what brought you out here to the West Coast? Because you said you're from the Midwest. Yeah, uh, I grew up um, in and around Detroit. and uh, Detroit become human? Uh, yeah, <laughs> there are no humans left. Uh, <laughs> it's just all abandoned factories. Uh, yeah, no, fuck. Uh, yeah, I, I came out here, though. Um at the end of my school year, because I was so used to making, like, indie cartoons and stuff um, throughout my life, that uh, I went to animation school, and uh, by the end, I was like, yeah, I'm going to park it here in Chicago, you know, and, like, just do a whole indie thing, and yada yada, and, like, I don't need the industry, and all this stuff, like, viva la indie, blah blah blah, and then, like, uh, 
And then I found out that uh, two of my best friends were like, yeah, we're just going to go to California. We don't have any connections, and we're just going to give it a try. Just do it. Yeah, just to do it. And I was like, I was like kind of jealous because I was like, I want to go somewhere like random and just like. That's the most indie thing to do is just to go. Yeah. With no money, no connections, try to live it out. Right? Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. Free spirit. It sounded dope. So Mm -hmm. I just like, uh, I hitchhiked with those two and came here and ended up somehow becoming an adult while here. So yeah, it was great. It's all a part of the growth. Yeah. So many growth. So much growth. Did you? (laughs) <laughs> did, wait, uh, what school did you go to? Did you say the I, same one that I went? I to. went to the same. I went to Columbia College, Chicago, with Bree. What? what is this? Yeah, these nerds. This Caleb twist. scared me when I first met him. Good. Oh, yeah. Well, you tell us that story. That's yeah, I want to hear up. this. Yeah. Well, I didn't no, know like, that. Well, no, like I, I just I was a wee beb, and everybody who was older than me scared me. And you, well, were, scared you? Cole, you're not in the podcast. <laughs> That's just cold. Don't worry about it. He doesn't matter. Yeah, you do not hear that. That's my my cat. (laughs) There's just a cat. Don't worry about it. Um. (laughs) Did Caitlin's cat scare you, though? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But, yeah, um, I I was just nervous about everybody that was older than I was. And then one day I randomly ran into Kaylin like at the train station and we walked to uh class or not class together, but we walked to the building together and I was like, Oh, he's a really nice guy. I shouldn't be such a weenie with people I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That was it. Got to nice. Cause I think we went to McDonald's for breakfast because like we were both getting off the train at Union Station or something. Whoa, I don't even remember that. I oh, remember it because <laughs> <laughs> I remember because it was well. such a profound moment of me not being a weenie anymore. <laughs> yeah, Caleb was just like, this does not matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is all going that's out of so, my head as it's happening. That's so touching. Um, <laughs> it, what a touching situation. Fuck this shit. I don't want anything. Well, no. Like, yeah, I like you. And you also, like, were the reason I moved out here. You, you were, you were uh, like part of the catalyst that pushed me to, to move out here because hey. we talked on the phone that one time and you were like oh so when are you gonna come out here <laughs> and then i was like uh and then i thought about it for a couple of days like i don't like the way i hesitated i don't like that uh kaylin's right i need to just go so then i did yes <laughs> yes artists just going out and just trying to fulfill the dreams you know just yes. working so much influence over people. Yeah. I'm so proud of myself. Did you have so much did, power. Did, did Kalen influence you? Yeah, he did. No, really. I was just, I was walking to class one day. <laughs> and oh my God, we just started talking. I just bumped into him. Yeah. <laughs> That happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you were in New York. Yeah. yeah I was I actually were... in, where was I? Oh, you're in Georgia. Georgia. I was in sweet old Georgia. I'm scared. Drinking mint juleps. Man, the name of scared just sounds nasty. It I sounds don't like want. an STD. <laughs> <laughs> I have this, I have this um, college shirt, and it just says, scat, 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 scat on it. I almost wore it here. But, um, yeah, whenever I wear that out, I'm just like, everyone thinks this is scat. Like scab, 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 Like scab. I had, I was checking out at like um, a ninety nine cent store once, and the lady looked down at my shirt like, oh. <laughs> it's, like, it's no, 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 it's a college. Like at the very bottom, it says Savannah College of Art and Design. So I'm like, it's a college, no. No, she was, you were just alerting her of your scabs. Scab, scab, scab. Just to let you know, I have scabs. <laughs> just, just, just want you to know while you're while you're doing my groceries. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, uh, yeah. But that's cool. So have you yeah. always been into the arts, Kaylin, or were you just, like, a book nerd? No, <laughs> being a book nerd isn't bad. I mean, like, I don't <laughs> know. some like tech... art where you're just like, ah, art <laughs> sucks. I'm never going to do it. But then one day it just clicked. No, it took me a long time to start hating art. Uh, actually, <laughs> oh, I liked no. it. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've always been into art uh, pretty much my whole life. Um, I was... Uh, my dad was an artist. He had a lot of uh, of like airbrush paintings and shit around when I was a little kid, and uh, I saw that, and maybe that kind of resonated with me. And uh, yeah, and I started drawing. Like I just enjoyed it, and uh, I did that instead of doing schoolwork for Uh-oh. entirely of K through twelve, and uh, had some close calls. But <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I always been into it though. Word. Yeah. And uh I uh I went to a lot like like I was definitely put in like a lot of art classes and uh I saw I looked at everything that came from Japan ever and I was just like, <laughs> Oh man, I gotta do that. Would I gotta you say imitate you were that. A giant I was born a weeb. <laughs> yes. Yes, my dad was a weeaboo. Like he watched anime. Like is that just the thing that like black people just love anime? Yes, because it feels like a majority of like the the younger folks we've been interviewing. They're just like, oh man, Sailor Moon. Oh man, Naruto. Yeah. Oh, Inuyasha. And Yo, it's like oh, there's this trend here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. Like I I know why. Like there's definitely like a thing for why like black people resonate with like Asian cinema and like uh anime in particular i think it's just because they're i think like they're so the the subject matter is just like so like aggressive and like passionate i think mm-hmm. that it just kind of like resonates with us because you know we got to be aggressive and passionate yeah and uh yeah yeah i feel so, like i had read something uh, like some article where someone was doing that type of like why do black people like yeah, right? yeah. i was basically saying that yeah it's just like yeah. we have to always be like uh, like we we have to show I don't know that we uh, love our friends and our family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have that. We have passion, sh- we have shown in like, spirit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shown in spirit. Yeah, shown in spirit. We actually you know get into going. fist fights yeah. just like in anime, <laughs> and we're like, "That was me." So <laughs> not because that fist fight was ugly and was yeah. not cool oh, looking. Well, also, isn't there isn't there a thing about how like a lot of um, movies from like Japan or China that were like kung fu movies, they ended up in uh, like theaters and uh, mostly like you know black neighborhoods because they were like cheap to get. And yes, whatnot. yeah, that was a mm-hmm. that was a huge thing and a very cool story. I think yeah, that's how you got like the Wu Tang Clan and all those those uh, middle aged uncles who were super Asia files and stuff. Is <laughs> yeah, because my dad's that. like, yeah, Brie, you ever watch Ninja Scroll? And I'm like, no, dad. <laughs> We should watch Ninja Scroll, by the way. I don't watch Ninja Scroll. I've never seen it. It's a good, like, family movie. Like, it's (laughs) not, yeah. It's it's very, very... I feel like Ninja Scroll is not a family I'm, like, cautious of you saying it's a good family film. Yeah. It's good for all ages. I was exposed to anime like that very early, and I don't think anybody who's looked at my art would be surprised by that at all. <laughs> yeah. So you went to Columbia, and then you came out here, and you t- said you worked at all those places, but how'd you even get there? 
Like, did you do internships? Did you walk up at the door and were like, yo, I'm here? Or were you, or did you like, just did the stars align? I am. What uh, is the journey? <laughs> it was like the last two things you just <laughs> said. Uh, yeah. Uh, my story of how I got, how I started in the industry is, uh, I, I love t- showing this off. So, uh, so basically, um, when we moved here, I, um, we didn't like, we had decided we were going to move here and then one of us uh, my buddy Becca actually ended up getting offered a job at Warner Brothers um, before we had it before we had even left so like one of us was already had an in but not enough to like hook up you know me and and, uh, Rob who were like living with her and so um, we started like coming up with all these like schemes and shit to like put ourselves like in front of like animation studios and stuff and uh I, I found out there was an animation guild and uh wait schemes like like two kids in a coat <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. walk up to the door like with a fake id like i i am storyboard yeah. storyboard man yes <laughs> you're just like 10 feet tall <laughs> <laughs> mr storyboard yes <laughs> yeah i was like uh, that's basically what I did. Uh, like, yeah, like, um, I went to... So I found out about this animation guild. I had no idea what it was, but I saw they had a physical location. So I rode my bike over there, and uh, and and I spoke to the head of the guild who kind of, like, gave me a rundown of, like, the, you know, what was happening in animation. Like, oh, there's, like, there's bigger studios that make, like, long productions, you know, smaller ones. There's commercial houses, they do freelance, and he kind of gave me, like, he kind of gave me a preliminary, like, lesson on, like, ha- on like what was happening, you know. It's really good. In animation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, like, I was, he was telling me, um, that I should go and try and contact, uh, this studio called Fox ADHD, oh. which was down in West Hollywood, and, uh. They're not. They weren't a part of the guild at the time, but he was like saying that they um, hire a lot of like new people who were like getting into the industry. So um, I got like I got this idea like, hey, like why don't I just like go down there and just fucking try and sneak in and like talk to somebody and leave my business card, which was like a, a printed on a folded eight and a half by eleven sheet, just like my name and like my portfolio link. And so, um, I, I, I told my roommates about this and like, uh, the ones of us who weren't working yet ended up all going, uh, we packed into my roommate's car and we all drove like down to West Hollywood and the three of us, we found like that we, he gave us the address and we go to this place and there's people swarming around and like, it's a small green awning that says ADHD. So we're like, okay, this is it. And this like secretive building with this big iron door. <laughs> and so, um, like there's people swarming around and like walking in and out. So we were just like, fuck it. Let's just try and like walk in behind some fucking people who are leaving. Oh so God. like we, and we did, we, I don't think we were really aware of how small the studio was <laughs> because I think every, as, after I ended up working there, uh, I found out that like everybody there kind of knew each other, but like <laughs> beforehand we were just like, yeah, like we're being super like incognito. And, uh, Mission so impossible theme starts playing. Yeah. <laughs> and so the three of us start like, uh, we're just kind of like standing around like suspect as fuck, like waiting <laughs> Uh, for, you know, waiting for the door to open, and we were just gonna fucking walk in, and, um, 
there's this there's this British cat standing outside who's just like uh, talking to this other guy, and uh, he like he looks at us and he's like, "Who the fuck are you guys?" <laughs> and we're just like, like we knew we were like busted, like at that point, and we're just like, "Hey, well, we're animators and we just graduated <laughs> from from animation school and we moved out here and uh, we're like big fans of you guys' stuff and blah blah blah," which I I, I legitimately was and like. You know, uh, like I had been watching like the ADHD shorts and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, and the guy like he just kind of looks at us for a second and then chuckles. He's like, "Yeah, I'll give you guys a tour," Aww. and we're like, "Okay." And so, yeah, yeah, it was cool as fuck. And like he uh, he takes us inside and uh, shows us around, and like I was like mystified because there's just like cintiqs everywhere and like art on the walls and like free food and I'm just like holy hell artists yeah, that's amazing yeah like it, it was just so cool like seeing all these artists and roaming around and and uh at the end of the tour um we go back to his office and he's like yeah like do you guys have like portfolios or something that uh, that we could like look at and so I pulled out my big dumbass folded eight, <laughs> eight and a half by eleven like print like letter letter sheet like they just had uh my portfolio and like a little image like printed on it and like I handed it to him and, and he's just like cool and like he takes it and uh okay yeah. but hey I mean, that was, that's memorable yeah yeah good thing it was fucking big yeah like but uh yeah like after that um so like I ended up getting a job at a Starbucks and I was working at Starbucks spilling drinks all over myself and shit all day and uh and then, like, three months later, um, I saw a job listing, and, like, um, we tried to, like, email the dude again and see if, like, we could, like, get anything, and, uh, like, I ended up getting, like, message for, or getting called about a storyboard revisionist position while I was at work at Starbucks, Dang. and I got this message, and, like, my blood was just running, like, cold, like, all day, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And you didn't flip everything over, like, ah, <laughs> like, spill all the coffee, yeah. throw bas- it on everyone. Yeah. I basically did, because I did not have two weeks to, like, <laughs> oh. to like quit this Dang, job. Yeah. Like, I, I got offered this job, like, on, like, maybe, like, I think on Monday, and they were wow. like, "Can you start on Wednesday?" Dang. And I'm like, sure. "Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, I, yeah, I and, will." <laughs> and I, I burned every friendship I had at Starbucks. <laughs> I was like, "How the fuck am I gonna like stay like worry about Starbucks for yeah, another two weeks?" Right? Like, this is what I came here for. Like, yeah, I'm, exactly, yeah. you know, but they they were chill about it. But uh, is yeah. I know. Would you have to? I I know that like the courteous thing to do is t- two weeks notice, but. If you're working a job like Starbucks, would it would you have to do two weeks? It's I mean, expected. Yeah. It's, it's probably the job. more courteous thing to do. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like because it's a job that you're going to like usually, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, it would it would make sense to give it two yeah. weeks. Yeah, and you wouldn't yeah. want to burn bridges with those people if you go there to get coffee later, but. You just said like it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. You don't talk to like a Starbucks. I'm sure there was a Starbucks right down the street from that Starbucks. Yeah. You don't need to ever go to that Starbucks again. <laughs> Have you seen anybody from that Starbucks? Since? Oh yeah, oh. I, I see them to this day, like at other Starbucks, like around. I'm oh, just like, I'm like, hey, hey, it's me. Like it's it's Kaylin. They're like, who the fuck are you? And I'm like, we worked together at Starbucks four years ago. But, oh, yeah. don't remember you didn't put yeah. in a two weeks. So <laughs> I wasn't able to log you in my memory. Right. <laughs> You were the reason the department was in chaos. Oh my god! Yeah, like, 
No, like I uh no, nah, it was it was chill after and like I told him I'm like, dude, I'm going to like work like I got offered a job by like fucking Fox, man. Yeah. Come on, like like and they, they understood, yeah. you know, but they were also probably a little salty. But mm-hmm. yeah, I that was how I got my first job. I did revisions on this uh this show called Goal and the Insatiable. Oh snap. um which was like it was a true learning experience. Did you uh, work on that too? I did work on Colony Sage, but I did. Oh, yeah. I was working as an intern in New York because they were also they were like I guess um, what do you call it like getting other studios to help with it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was uh, at Augenblick, and that was like my first job was interning on Golden the Insatiable. Word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Black Dang. and animated and on Golden. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wasn't on Golden. <laughs> hey, I guess you're not black and animated. Yeah. Then. <laughs> wow. Thanks. That's, that's Kaylin and I's connection. I remember the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I did, and I I didn't know Wayman existed, but I was yeah. here. In that I had house. a feeling Kaylin existed. You know, I was. You could feel house. it. Three thousand, four thousand miles away. I was thinking glass shards, <laughs> and I was like, "I have a feeling this dude exists." Yeah, I don't somebody, know his name. somebody out there is as black and as yeah. animated as me. Yes, there's got to be other black people out there. Black and animated. working on Golden Insatiable. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess going, well, segueing into that, did you like? Being a black man in the industry, yes. Did you find that the industry was well, industry? I can't speak yeah, English. Industry. The industry. <laughs> but did you find that the industry was like populated with black folks or a little like lacking? Like, how did like um how did you feel kind of like going in there? I would say uh, that populated is a little bit of a strong word. <laughs> I mean, like specs. Like, did yeah, you? Yeah, okay. there's, yeah. there's there's pepperings of us like mm-hmm. here and there. Yeah, I got uh, a little seasoning salt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get that lawries. Yeah, I I saw. Uh, yeah, like there were there was a few. I mean, I'd put it at the same volume almost everywhere I've been. Um, one thing I have noticed though, uh, speaking to the whole thing about like black people loving like anime and shit and like action cartoons is that most the biggest concentrations of other black people that I've run into in the industry have been on like action and like superhero cartoons. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah, more than anything. Like um a lot of the comedic stuff um not so much and like uh even to a much lesser extent black women yeah. like which is like it's it's crazy to me. Like I feel like I didn't see any black women for a long time until Brie moved here. <laughs> like there was, I had like one really good friend who is, and uh, you know, like, but like there wasn't a there wasn't a ton. Like, and I there wasn't even a, there wasn't even like a a, qu- a quarter ton of black men. So like mm-hmm. it was. I mean, it it didn't feel like weird or anything, you mm-hmm. know, or discriminate discriminatory, but um. Yeah, it was definitely not a lot, honestly. Mm-hmm. But there's there's some, and we always spot and recognize each other. You're like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, uh, I, know, I know you, uh, yeah. 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 Want to come over for some sweet potato pie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, but, I mean, even just, you know, being in that environment, I've, I've, never, I've never felt like singled out or like discriminated against or anything in any situations well that's good like yeah we don't want that to happen yeah yeah (laughs) no like i like yeah it's uh 
it's a it's an odd situation. I'm really not sure why the demographics work out like that. It could just be like a maybe like a socioeconomic thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because it's like to, a oh go ahead. No, oh okay. I was thinking. No, I was gonna say. Um, I was thinking that too because it's like why does that happen? Why why not feel weird? Like not that you should feel weird or like get you know discriminated against discriminated not should that should happen but why does it like feel like that happens and like i don't know my my head was just thinking like oh is it just because like we're kind of wired to already be like eh like we're we're usually like singled out in large groups <laughs> of, like white people usually so it's kind of like oh, i'm already used to it so it's not that weird whatever but that's what was coming across my mind during but then like when you see the other person you're kind of like Oh, hey. Like, oh, yeah, yeah that's right. I'm yeah. the only black person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's more of me. Because I think I realized that about where I work, too. Like, And I guess this is a little bit of a life update that I no longer work in advertising. I'm now in an animation studio. Oh, hey. really nice. Hey. As a production assistant. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, I didn't really think about the demographic of... My, the show that I'm on, which I can't say at the moment, um, probably in like a month or two, maybe, um, and the studio as a whole. But then, like, I saw one of the writers who was a black woman, and then I was like, oh. Okay. Then I looked around, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're yeah. like two of four. <laughs> yeah, y'all are probably the only two in all of the industry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, like, there's there's definitely more. But like, <laughs> yeah. It, it is, I've not seen as many as I would have liked to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, I think as well, like, it's just not a job that our parents growing up, like, really said we could do. Well, not saying that like, they said, like, no, you shouldn't do that. But it's mm-hmm. not a job that, as a black parent, I think that you go to for, like, your child to, like, to, like, to talk, tell your child to, like, be your, like, a job that you talk about. Yeah, it, it kind of, it does seem, like, kind of implausible, like, other than doing something i think that like a lot of black parents kind of defer to something that is considered like conventionally extremely successful yeah. like be a like doctor for financial a, stability yeah fi- lord knows we don't even have to say we're just yeah. like, ah. yep. that sound is exactly is all needed to be said yeah yeah it's uh it's it's definitely not it's not a job that i don't think a lot of people even know exists. Yeah. Honestly, like a line of work, like being a storyboard artist, like you have to like explain that to mm-hmm. most people. And yeah. I, de- I definitely didn't know I wanted to do that. And so like I got here and like worked in it by accident. So, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Were you seeking more like animation after graduating? I honestly would have took anything to pay me more than Starbucks and McDonald's were paying me. Because like I was, I was working like 50 hours a week like I was like going to Starbucks and working like 30 to 35 like at Starbucks like early in the morning from like I got up at like 2 a.m. and went in at like 3 to open up at 4 and then like uh, I would leave that job and then go to the McDonald's on Olive and then work there and And you were doing part time at both yeah, yeah. I was going for a time at both that of them shits. Yeah. What we call a hustle. Yeah. Man, you were hustling hard. And there's no yeah. shame in that. You got to yeah. do what you have to do to, like, stay out here because yeah. prices are no joke. Like, did you run into that a yeah. lot? I still barely, like, I still did not necessarily have enough to, like, 
handle everything like bills wise but luckily uh luckily my buddy becca uh would have much rather had us out here and paid like slightly more you know to like help like me and and me and rob out than to uh be out here alone and not have roommates and have to take the full brunt of living in burbank and all that money so it was it was a good arrangement she she helped us out massively by taking on like half the rent and then we and then me and uh my other buddy took a quarter of it until we both got into the industry and then we were able to you know kind of tip the balance to be more equal so that's good yeah yeah coming out here with i know there's some people that like come out here or want to come out here by themselves and it's like it's probably easier if you have people that you live with like as a group you know yes as as someone who came out here by himself (laughs) i can speak to that it is it is easier it probably would have been easier for me if i had uh another person to help yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um but going back to um i guess uh your uh your influences and like what you do like you do a lot of like awesome action animation stuff and kind of just trying to um like uh connect it to what you're doing now like is that what you want to do more like animating like really heavy awesome action stuff or are you just like storyboards whatever i'll do it and have you had opportunity to do like action oriented stuff like in industry as well uh so uh the yeah yes i have uh i got to work on justice league action which uh which was a show the last justice league tv cartoon um, and I have done bits of action. I've done action scenes at studios that do not typically do action shit. And then I was that one guy who was like a complete weeaboo who they were like, yeah, you, you like to, you'll, you'll overdo it. Why don't you do that? action scene?" <laughs> so like, yeah, like, uh, I definitely got to do, um, like fight scenes. Like when I was animating at ADHD and like shadow and stuff. But uh you did that really funny Dragon Ball Z thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that uh I directed this uh this cartoon this web short of Goku trying to make a sandwich and like it's the most sakuga ass sandwich making <laughs> you've ever seen. And uh yeah, but uh yeah, the I do want to work on action stuff though primarily. That's the that's the goal. Um and I'm still kind of getting there because there's actually a really high bar for you know being able to be an action storyboard artist Mm -hmm. like the comedy stuff tends to have characters that are made to be simpler to draw you know they have more iconic designs rather than like detailed or like um anatomical like close to human anatomy but in order to get into action boards you have to really really kind of be exceptional at drawing the human anatomy drawing machines like you have to have a grasp of like cinematic you know cinematic principles and stuff like that stuff that i just could have never fathomed and uh, i just got done actually working on an action show at dreamworks and um boy was i too new for it (laughs) but i learned a lot but like i I learned i think like you were like the action like the man in college (laughs) yeah yeah it's 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 easy to be that when nobody's paying you. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah, but uh, it's, I'm just, like, working on that right now. Like, after that last gig ended, I'm uh, I'm aware of, like, 
you know, that I need to, like, really, really, like, get my skills up so I can get to, like, the action-y and the superhero-y and the more, like, kind of, like, anime-influenced stuff Mm -hmm. that I want to be working on. Like TMNT? Like that? Bruh, I would would kill to work on that show. That show is dope. (laughs) It is so good-looking. Has it come out at this time yet? Yeah, yeah. They're they're trickling episodes out. And I think you can just watch the first one, like, full, like, on Nick's website or yeah, facebook or something that. there's a four there's four episodes out actually mm-hmm. and uh yeah ah. i i love it it's it looks like it is super inspired by the same shit i'm inspired by well, i remember seeing the job app for it and it was like a uh, storyboard artist for teenage mutant Ninja turtles and then must it, be weeb well, 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 <laughs> it said action anime style yeah, yeah, needed. It, did, it did say action anime style yeah i remember that yeah mm-hmm. yep yeah so uh yeah, shit, I might be trying to, like, holler at those people. <laughs> <laughs> holler at Kayla yeah. Nickelodeon. Yeah. <laughs> you got a season two going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll love that. I'll love that. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, that is that is an example of something that I would definitely be, like, super hyped to be on. It's just, like, something... Because, like, I, I feel like I'm... My stuff is, like... It's definitely, like, cartoonier than like superhero stuff Mm. um is that because of working out here or has like your work been more like has it been transformed since you've been working or i think so i i think uh i mean my stuff has always been kind of like i really uh have always been into like the over expressiveness of like you know really like super animated like western cartoons but i really like animated ass kickings so much (laughs) like and i just want to like you know, bring that like Western style, Western American style comedy to like anime style action, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm always trying to do with my stuff. And that is, uh, there's stuff like that that's starting to show up. Yeah. So I have like hope actually now seeing so much of it. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we were like cartoons always come in waves, and it felt like we were in kind of a sitcommy round circular. Now, there's anything wrong with that, but it felt like we were in kind of like that particular like wave right now or mm-hmm. at the moment. But it. Like you said, like it's slightly shifting a little bit, but you have shows like TMNT or Voltron or even Castlevania down in Texas at Powerhouse, like more action-oriented, anime-inspired, mm-hmm. super high-action shows that are like coming about, and maybe we're starting to, you know, get that, bring that back in, like we did, like early mid 2000 ish like yeah. we kind of had that going on then TMNT then- flash full yeah <laughs> oh my god yes yes i yeah i think i think action cartoons are starting to actually kind of come back a little bit mm-hmm. like just some of the stuff that my friends are working on and like uh yeah it, there's some dope looking stuff that's going to be dropping like soon and i think it's a good time to like kind of, you know, kind of try and get it right that gravy wave, you know? Yeah. yeah. And what does one do to better their action skills? So, uh, definitely, like, figuring out how to work without using, like, gimmicks to make the action better and actually having the choreography, the acting, like, the conveying of emotion, like, that the characters are doing take precedence over like fancy cam you know speed lines you know things shooting around like i mean don't get me wrong i I love fancy cam and you know smears and crazy stuff but uh it's like you have to have you have to figure out like a good foundation of drawing characters from a lot of different angles a lot of different poses and uh just have like reference on deck 
for like everything for as much as you can like you just have to be willing to like piece together you know an amazingly choreographed thing by you know looking at things from real life looking at things from cinema you know mm-hmm. be able to piece that together and I guess make it your own mm-hmm. that's some solid advice yeah, yeah. and uh, of course you have to like really 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 like have like your draftsmanship skills mm. like get up to snuff and that's uh like perspective and all that like do you, you really need your perspective for like the different angles that you're doing in shots yeah yeah you should you should definitely have it for characters i mean like um the thing is is that like you know when there's just like unquestionably like more detail and more like effort needed to make environments for um anatomically like more human characters you have to you know spend a there's a lot of detail there's a lot of perspective there's a lot of stuff that you know there might not actually be time for on a typical like six week storyboard cycle so there's things like SketchUp that help like with just like a 3d program that you can just sculpt that any any rube who doesn't know 3d such as myself can just like go in and just build a, a very simple model of a background and then you can just move the camera around and you know take screenshots and then use that for perspective and stuff as opposed to drawing it there's a lot of tips and tricks but so yeah you can screenshot it and like just drag it into starboard pro yeah oh, okay yeah it's that is like uh sketchup is like a massive staple of like action cartoons out here so if you're if you're like me if you're like a, a weeaboo like out there like trying to figure out like how to break into like western action cartoons until you get your own anime and become the hokage uh, <laughs> then like <laughs> then uh definitely look up sketchup they got a free version you can like learn how to use it in that and uh studios use it for these things all the time like you can make models and just draw over them and it's super easy or just take models from the massive library i feel like a commercial but seriously <laughs> learn this goddamn program this podcast is not sponsored or supported by sketchup but we do know that the program is very good so you should use it but my existence is <laughs> no, no, it's, no it's not caitlin whitfield brought to you by sketchup <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well kind of speaking on like people who are really into anime and whatnot have you ever encountered like when you were still in school like people being like you shouldn't draw that way or like <laughs> anime isn't gonna get you a job or anime oh, anime what's that mangoes time anime with mangoes <laughs> yeah. all, all the damn time yeah mm-hmm. like uh it was I mean I didn't get told that much because I think um I think by the time I got to school my stuff kind of stopped looking like directly like anime like I definitely wasn't drawing like big eyes and maybe that's like what they have like that visceral response to mm-hmm. but uh yeah no I definitely did hear it and there were people who were more anime inspired I say in air quotes than I was as in like they were just drawing like straight up you know this is anime and the it's not that they were inspired by it that was the problem but it's that like if you ask a lot of people you know like oh what is your drawing style like and it's like well i draw anime style and it's like hey guess what anime doesn't have a style yeah it's like like, yeah it encompasses so much it's It's not just one thing yeah it's 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 just another name for animation like it's a it's so many genres within like it's it's bigger yeah Yeah, but it's 
so huge. If you say like general anime though, like there is a face that comes to mind, like yeah, you know, like think the... like uh, Naruto or well, not uh, even Naruto. People think like I don't know, like big shoujo eyes. Yeah, from, I was like, say my second was like yeah, ca- card captor Sakura. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like that type of mm-hmm. like Cowboy Bebop and Great Teacher Onizuka look nothing like those. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people who, like, hang on, like, the tropes, you know, of anime, right. and they, they're they regurgitating something from it, and I actually, I would say, uh, to say, to tell those people that there was nothing in animation for them is complete bullshit, because I've met people who work in action cartoons who do kind of draw, like, a very straightforward, like, anime-looking style, and it's it's perfect like when they learn the anatomy and like get the anatomy and drawing backgrounds and like get the angles and understand it like it works perfectly for action cartoons there's nobody working on these action cartoons who's not like a huge weeaboo like that's that's something they won't tell you in school they don't know is that like there is something to that like it's definitely been helpful to me like my anime influences for sure so you tell our listeners who are still in school and whatnot that like or that may not be in school that are like just doing workshops and trying to get into like if they are into like anime and whatnot don't stop doing that yeah like, yeah i would i would say don't stop actually um i would say definitely try and do something unique with it mm-hmm. however um the thing about it is that when when you start working in animation the i think a huge issue or a concern that people have is like can you fit into the show that you're working on can you mimic other people's styles can you draw a model and if you draw anime style and you will only draw that way and you don't learn like you know draftsmanship fundamentals and you don't learn perspective and you don't learn anatomy and you just are like oh yeah I'm just drawing what I'm influenced by and just that's it then yeah you're gonna struggle but you could say that about anything. Like, there's plenty of people who do draw with, you know, broader styles that are more popular, you know, right now or more contemporary for, like, the animation industry or just more, uh, you know, more tried and true kind of styles. And it, it does nothing for them because they never they never venture beyond it. They don't learn anything more. Like, they're just, like, repeating what they've seen or what, you know, is comfortable to them. And uh, it's bad either way. So, like, honestly, I would say, look, if you're one of those smug-ass people who told, you know, your, your classmate, hey, don't draw anime because, uh, you know, like, that that you'll never get a job like that. If, if you're not any more willing to learn, like, drawing fundamentals and, like, cinematic principles and stuff like that than they are, but you're drawing a broader, more popular style, you're going to be just about as shit out of luck as the other guy. Mm-hmm. You, you absolutely have to know those fundamentals. You have to be able to draw on model. You should be able to step out of yourself because working in animation, you are not always going to just be able to do you for a paycheck. Yeah, you're like, drawing somebody else's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't do you all the time. I'll earn that one the hard way. <laughs> I'm still alive, though. I'm not homeless. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that that's made you a stronger artist, like, since being out here? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely made me a stronger artist. It's made me appreciate my own style and my own influences even more, actually, mm-hmm. to just be forced to do that. And, you know, admittedly, I haven't, because I'm still new, 
to the industry I've been in for I'm just now coming up on four years next month. Congrats. Um, yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Happy like, four years. Hey. <laughs> it uh yeah, like it, it took me a, a long time though, you know, to be able to like learn how to kind of chameleon in and like, you know, get down with like the style of a show that is nothing like what I would typically draw, which is most things I've had to work on. And it's made me value my own style, you know, way more. Mm-hmm. So when I have to make portfolio work, um, and just like make or like I'm working on like, you know, an original film like right now, or when I'm making portfolio work, I'm like, this might be the only chance I get to do me. Mm-hmm. Like I have to do me <laughs> to the fullest and I use everything I've learned and mm-hmm. it and it helps a lot. Yeah. Can you speak more on like um I guess the the indie soul or personal work like working on personal projects and like balancing that and working on like something that's not you or exactly what you do balancing that nine to five industry job Mm -hmm. with your personal films that you're doing yeah totally uh that's so that was like that was a huge thing for me when i came here was uh because I, I've been making internet cartoons since I was 14 years old mm-hmm. and posting them on Newgrounds.com and stuff. And, like, they kind of, like, the whole, like, indie community on Newgrounds.com. Go to it. <laughs> Newgrounds.com. Yeah, I'll say that. Newgrounds.com. Highlight. Highlight. Newgrounds.com. Newgrounds.com. G-R-O-U-N-D-S. Go there. Fuck YouTube. Go to Newgrounds. I could, like, talk about Newgrounds for a while, but I do want to hear what you're going to say. Yeah. Like, making stuff on Newgrounds and, like, having, like, you know, all those cats who are on there kind of give me feedback and, like, you know, give popularity and like views to my you know my little stupid art farts from that I was making in the basement as a kid uh was so helpful to my confidence you know as an artist and like it was it made me better because I loved like playing that game like you know okay well if I improve myself this much or like step this thing up how many views can I get this time you know or like just talking to these other kids who were just making cartoons for free just for the fuck of it just because it was you know we wanted to have cartoons that were ours and then doing that for um for like you know eight somewhere between eight and ten years you know all throughout high school and stuff like that and then going to college uh two years after high school um it was I, I was never cool with the idea of like just doing my homework or just doing what I had to do for, you know, a job or something like that. So I was always doing stuff on the side in school. And when I got to working out here, I found that working 40 hours a week is like not even close. It's it's still like more taxing than like working on a thesis film, like, you know, like throughout you know you're like throughout the the school year or whatever um it's working 40 hours a week makes you like working 40 hours a week in art makes you not want to draw when you come home like it it will and like some people handle it better than others and i and i will not say that any that people who draw when they come home are any better off than people who don't Mm -hmm. um i think that it's just something that like some people you know handle it differently than others but i was always 
I always felt really, really something felt off if I was not working on personal projects, even when I was at Fox ADHD, even when I was, you know, at every other studio I was at, no matter how much time I was putting into these projects at work. And uh, but it burned me out and I was coming here and also new things were happening, such as being surrounded by a bunch of other animators who like, you know, who were like me. And they're all working in the industry and they're all geeks and we grew up watching all the same shit. So suddenly I became outgoing and it was weird. Like it just <laughs> happened like what, you know, my accident mm-hmm. was that I went from being an introvert who, you know, was kind of like in my basement, like animating all the time to having friends and mm-hmm. like, you know, going around and, um, you know, doing stuff. So it's like it, it gets difficult, you know, in this environment to keep it to make it to be an indie person and to be an industry person so indie industry social life personal time that's a lot yeah Yeah. it is it's it's almost impossible to balance and i would say i would even even as a dude who is like constantly you know hurting himself to like get independent stuff done like uh when i'm even whether i'm working or not um i would say that actually the people who are better off are the ones who can go to work and be and feel like the project that they're working on is like is like an extension of themselves like i know so many people who like they go to work and they treat whatever they're working on as if it was their own damn show and they feel like they belong and like they they come home and they don't they don't feel the need to work on independent stuff because like they feel artistically fulfilled um and not to like you know not to shit talk like the shows that i've been that i've been working on but i've just never you. felt that yeah like i like my standard for like what is me i think is just so fucking high and i'm not talking about quality i mean like it's 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 gotta be raunchy as hell it's gotta be it's gotta be black as hell it's gotta be gay as hell it's gotta be anime as hell like when i'm making it and to have all this stuff you know all these standards for myself um i i think that it was just it's difficult to go to work and you know i I worked on unikitty uh for a while but like all my personal stuff is just full of like gore and yeah it's not yes dicks and gore and swearing and like all this stuff and i was like i was revising storyboards on unikitty and i'm like and i went home and i made the goriest cartoon i've ever made in my life just because like you know it was uh, I wasn't. Did you I don't make feel lore after working on Unikitty, or was that before? No, oh. I made that before. Oh, no, okay. I made. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, B lore. I made. I I made while I was uh, before I even got into the industry. Oh, because mm. because B lore seems very salty. Yeah, B lore so fucking salty. Uh, I was I you was so mad. You should explain B lore. Okay, so if uh, for those of you probably nobody's seen this shit, but like. If you go to YouTube and type in uh, B B Lore's Human Resources B E E dash L O R, just type that in. Um, you'll find this cartoon that I made in a fit of frustration while I was working at Starbucks. Oh, man. That was basically. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get fucking blacklisted for this one way. Nah, fuck it. Tell the story. Uh, yeah, so like, so like, uh, basically what it was was that I was very, I felt that 
there was kind of no in happening for me like in the industry and stuff like that because like adhd hadn't didn't call back for a long time and um i just was with applying for things internships and stuff like that and just to no avail there didn't seem to be any interest at all and uh i hadn't been sleeping because of the anxiety and i was just like uh i was at work sleep deprived as fuck and i was like man like me trying to be out here finding a job when like cute things with like crystals and and uh dot eyes and like you know cutesiness and like roundness and stuff like that i feel like i'm a fucking like super villain just out here like trying to like be like a sidekick or like a superhero but like just failing miserably like i feel like i'm some kind of monster that like these people are just not they don't want to go near me and uh in response to that um then I started laughing because I was fucking <laughs> delirious. Yeah, because I, I was like, I feel like some kind of like big, like fucking weird, grotesque, like super villain monster thing. And then like I started like thinking about like a dude who was just like a man who was like a bee, but like he was just like bees fused into his flesh or whatever. And like he, um, and like I sat down and I was laughing and I drew this character in the back of like the Starbucks office on my break and like it was like this horrifying monstrosity and I made this cartoon about it when I went home uh I made this cartoon about him um trying to get a job at a studio there's this character who like kind of like an adventure time looking kind of sheep because that's like my whole motif I put sheep and all my stuff uh I, but like an adventure time looking sheep who is sitting there looking at resumes and he's going through a bunch that say Columbia College Chicago and he's like throwing them out and he throws out one that says like bee lore on it and like this bee this fucking bee villain monster like this grotesque thing like breaks in and he's like don't forget bee lore don't for- don't you dare forget bee lore and he's like he's like raging cuz like he he sensed that the dude like threw out his fucking resume and uh the dude just doesn't even like know what he's talking about and then he just like eats him and then he's just like, what does B-Law lack that they have? And just has like an existential crisis in the office. So, yeah, there was nothing salty about that whatsoever. <laughs> but it was not it was not any hatred towards anything in particular. I just really felt frustrated. like... frustrated. Yeah, I felt left out. Like, I was trying to make this... You know, th- there was a type of stuff that I that came natural to me. And I felt like it wasn't appealing to anybody. And honestly, like, I still kind of feel that way a little bit, like, even after having work. So then it's kind of like keeping your creative voice while you're working in industry, because sometimes it's difficult, especially if you're working on something that doesn't mesh with what you're personally doing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, it's, like, that's the thing. And, like, I kind of, I wish I could be a guy who, you know, could, um go to work and like have like you know who can just like chameleon in and kind of you know like I I feel like it takes like a certain amount of skill to be able to go into a studio and just do you know the thing that you are tasked with doing and like knock it out of the park and like actually like add a bit of yourself to it and then go home and be able to play video games until you knock out you know like or hang out with friends without feeling like you know 
Oh, yeah, like, I, you know, I didn't, like, without being hyper-aware of, like, how you don't, like, fit in with, like, the show and stuff like that, and I've I've felt like that, honestly, for a lot of the time I've been here, and I'm still kind of trying to reconcile that, but I, I'm holding out, you know, by yeah, just, like, making, <laughs> yeah. Your, your force coming? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm definitely, like, uh, yeah, I've, I've kept work, you know, just by, because, like, even still, like, uh, even if I, even if I'm not amazing at, you know, like, coming in and, like, mimicking other people's styles, um, I have definitely been hired to do what I do. You know, like, it's, like, I, if I get hired as a revisionist on something, it was because they needed somebody who could do, like, really kinetic, like, over-the-top shit, and they would send me that stuff, like, to do, to revise, and to, you know, like, add acting to and stuff, and, so it's not like you know I haven't gotten to do anything, but there's still something on the inside that keeps me like wanting to make personal stuff, no matter you know how little sleeping or how much alcohol it takes, like nice. just you know, like you know to just want to do this stuff because I uh, I want to I'm still searching for that thing that like I feel like resonates with my personal artistic voice. I think yeah, Justice yeah. League action was super close, uh, but. Oh, I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I feel like I have a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> Let it rip. Um, dang, which one do I want to start? Because I feel, okay, I have a question that might connect back to b Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I just don't know what to ask. I, uh, okay. Um, I'm curious about uh, your sheet motif. Like, yeah. what's up with that? I guess this is the easiest <laughs> way to ask. Oh, okay. Because so. you said that you... Yeah, because sheeps, sheeps are cool. You said that you typically have to have stuff like represent, you know, being black and being gay and mm-hmm. all that other stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I guess this is a question of, like, how do you... Your, rep- your, your creative voice. Yeah. What do you, what do, you do? Word. Uh, well, I guess to address the sheep thing first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I love sheep not only because they're cute, but uh, because they, they represent something that everybody fucking hates they reckon they represent this idea of like weakness and being like a like a hive mind or being like prey Mm. and stuff like that and like generally people are like oh don't be a sheep don't be a sheep because they just follow along or they you know Mm. they run off cliffs and shit like nobody likes that idea nobody wants to be a sheep but they think they're cute and as weird as this sounds, I feel like this resonates with being black somehow. <laughs> oh. Like, like I'm not even gonna lie. Like, it's it's a, it, it's not that I'm saying that people think this consciously, but like mm-hmm. I've I've associated with this, um, and especially in the movie I'm working on now, I'm making a short film called uh, Kill Wolfie that is about a uh, a couple that's a sheep and a wolf, and they have to. They go into, they're trying to catch a plane, and they get jumped by all these sheep in this airport because they think the wolf is going is there to eat them. And, um, you know, the, the, the sheep guy's trying to, like, he's trying to, like, fight them off and trying to, like, protect his boyfriend. And then... I was going to you know, ask, are they boyfriends? Yes, they are. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they make out <laughs> at the end. Uh, yeah, like... But yeah, they, um, and then they get on the plane after, like, the sheep guy is just like, yeah, like, you guys are tweaking, like, you know, leave, like, 
you know, leave him alone. Like, he's not here to fucking eat you. Like, it's fucking 20, you know, it says 2015. I started in 2015. But, like, it's, uh, you know, it's it's now. It's modern day. Mm-hmm. And you guys are still acting like this and all this stuff. And then they get on the plane. And the plane is full of hungry wolves who want to eat him. And then, like, his wolf boyfriend has to protect him now. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, it's kind of like a... I just, like, there's... I like this idea about sheep that they are an animal that is constantly used for prey or taken advantage of, but they still just kind of, they have horns. They, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, they're capable, but people kind of just don't really see it. They don't see sheep doing crazy, like mountain scaling and stuff. Aww. You know, they don't see like the, they don't see what sheep evolved from and what they what they once were and i think there's something like weird that resonates with me about that about a animal that yeah that's <laughs> that is used as that's a really cool though i never thought of it like yeah, that yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. I, i'd always <laughs> wondered so why you were so into question, sheep but now that's really that cool really <laughs> that's iva and nobody can see it but i actually have a big ass tattoo of a sheep uh holding a severed wolf head on my arm oh. so it's like it's it's like a it represents like this animal i feel like everybody considers to be like weak and i like i resonate with that i guess like you know being a minority and like yeah. trying to survive by sticking together and doing things that people typically oh associate God, as bad cry, things. Dude, that's <laughs> that's so, that is so dope yeah so that's why there's sheep in literally everything i fucking do yeah. like even when not directly like yeah and uh do you incorporate things as as far as like sexuality as well within your work yes yeah i mean they are a a gay couple yes i uh yeah i am gay and uh yeah i put a lot of i put a lot of gas i put a lot of gay things in my art yes uh yeah like i when i whenever i get a chance to um i i try and make my cartoons as queer as possible Mm -hmm. and uh yeah like uh yeah so i i super uh sheep and all my stuff and Mm -hmm. uh i also like my style Cause there was something you asked me about like my style stuff right or, like, yeah like, yeah yeah my like uh so if i had to describe what i'm trying to go for with my style um it would probably just be a mix of uh i would say john crick Falusi, robert valley and uh takeshi koike Oh yeah, like I nice. like I know there's a lot of shit that yeah. may may not necessarily mix, but uh, <laughs> hey, there's no precedent. Maybe I can find something new. Up. I recognize um, two of those names. Who's the first guy you mentioned? Uh, who did I say? John. Oh, John K. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look. No, I hey, I I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand that the dude's got some shit going on, and uh, I'm talking. I'm merely talking about like his, his art. Yeah. His like art. what? Just that's mm-hmm. it. And like, if you want to talk about art, um, I I love the guy's expressiveness. I love the imperfection. Mm-hmm. I love how over the top it is. Like, I just I don't. His art kind of it, it resonates with me because it's not meant to it just doesn't play by the rules like you know like the like anatomy and like stuff like that and uh i've always liked that like i like the idea of kind of mixing that like crazy over expressiveness with um with anime like kind of like a 
like a harsh like kind of like gritty kind of anime look and also like you know robert valley who like is his god damn it that man's like cinematic approach just speaks to my soul like the gorillas videos fucking like i just like pear cider and cigarettes his comp like massive swerve is so like huge for me and uh so i try and go for like that make it look cool no matter what like you know even if it like it might not make sense uh like you know but fuck it because you'll just get to make more art you know mm-hmm. later so yeah. like i that that I, I i like that like his his stuff like his angles sometimes are just so off the fucking wall like read massive swerve like and just look at like the angles this man like attempts they there is no convention for them hmm. and that that was super huge for me and that comes from kind of like knowing the rules but being able to break them and understanding how to do it the right way yes kind of like that mm-hmm. yeah because you, can, you can't just do that. You can't just jump to that from, like, oh, I have a style, and now I'm going to just break all the rules. Like, you kind of, you need, like, that. The foundation, you, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Like, uh, it's it's so important, and I feel so weird saying this, but, like, because, like, I was, I would not have said some shit like this four years ago. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, like, I, it, it's really important to be like able to pull off the shit in your imagination as flawlessly as you can and the only way to do that is to learn fundamentals mm-hmm. fundamentals are key yes so key hm. fun duh mentals oh and uh Takeshi Koike also uh another guy red I fucking line. love yes red line mm-hmm. yes that guy red line oh the only thing I can <laughs> You stole my. I was gonna say red line, but I was like, "Well, that's it." That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, he's a. Uh, he's been on. Like, basically, you can always spot his shit because it has like stark black shading, mm. but the shading is always separated from the edge of the character, mm. and like that's always like a. That's like a trademark. He's not the only person who does it. Mm. Like, but uh, he definitely is a person who has, you know, incorporated very recognizably and. Uh, but what I get from him is like this sense of just like vivid, like vivid, beautiful ugliness of reality mixed in with like and made to like look cool. Like this dude, like if you look at like world record, uh, his short for like the Animatrix, it's such a nobody in this short is like particularly like pretty. Like they don't have like pretty nice features like they they look like people that you might see in real life like Mm -hmm. they have big they have big noses huge suit cooler ass lips and like you know like he this dude was made to draw black people he lives in japan he probably has met like three black people ever in his life but like god damn it he draws black people better than most black people i know (laughs) it's like he captures that like so well and like he animates it amazingly he animated the opening to my favorite piece of media of all time samurai shampoo uh really he did yes whoa yes, did. i didn't know that yep he's he's a monster he's so good um yeah he's done a lot of stuff god what a good opening wow. mm-hmm. yeah tell me about it it changed it literally samurai shampoo literally changed my fucking life like i i can't so that's my influences and that's my style is mashing all that shit together and going back and forth and 
maybe a, a bonus character, Hiroyuki Amaishi, who's my hero. Uh, He's incredible, and I love everything he does. The way he animates is how I want... If I ever get a show in the future, they're all going to be straight, like, cribbed. Like, the animation style is just going to be cribbed from anything. What has he done? Uh, Hiroyuki Amaishi has worked on FLCL. Uh, uh, he he yeah. had MI tunes, which, which made this... Uh, great like little OVA series called Trauma Fist Planet and uh there was uh Dead Leaves which is my second favorite Dead anime Leaves. movie yeah. oh man yeah yeah <laughs> Dead Leaves is uh a little it's so it's so fucking edgy and raunchy <laughs> that like I can't I I love things that are like that like even if it's too even if I think the edge is unwarranted like I still love it and that yeah, that one beautiful. had a lot of edge. Yeah, like I, we, I, I watched it when you put it on. And I was like, "There's, I like Amaishi, but it feels like this is Amaishi, like unhinged, like without any restraint, yes. to the point where like it was so much visual like information for me to follow. Like I didn't hate it, yeah. but I was like, there's so much happening. Oh. I don't think all of this is necessary, but it's cool to look at. But oh god, there's so much on screen right now. Yeah. Nah, that like that's that's up my alley. I love it. Like it's it's every it it so goes against everything that's like done in like animation over here, mm-hmm. and I love it for that. Like Dead Leaves, uh, Kill a Kill, like anything he touches or directs on, it's just like Gurren Lagann. Really so good. Fight the power. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Now just just talking about this is making me want to animate that because like. I don't know, just, like, uh, I love, like, I can I can relate to, like, the, the freneticness of, like, that type of animation where it's just, like, crazy angles and stuff like that, and I'm like, yeah. I haven't done that in so long, yeah. <laughs> or, like, I, I feel like I really want to do that type of stuff. You, uh, I, I have a buddy, um, actually, who's a board artist over at Nickelodeon mm. on uh, this show, Glitch Text, and he, his, his, his approach is very, very much like Hiroyuki Amaishi, and like they, they love him for it over there. Like, uh, did I say that? They love him for it. Oh, did I say that, or did I say? I they don't love remember. Him? Yeah, you love him, but for we it know what you meant. Yeah, like they, yeah. like he, he. Makes sense. They love him. Yeah, they, over there. <laughs> I, that sounded weird coming out. Uh, yeah, but uh, my buddy does like you know he has a very Hiroyuki Amaishi kind of like approach to like the way his characters move and his boards and uh, and it very much fits in with the show that he's working on and like it's like. So it, it does have a place over here for yeah. sure. Like mm-hmm. it can be done, and it's definitely like I, I would be shocked if nobody on that new turtle show knew who Amaishi was. Like mm-hmm. I mean, god damn it! Like looking at it, it feels like everybody just that works in that just watches anime, mm-hmm. yeah. like action show, action like anime cartoons. It's really intense stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yes, and I also want to say uh, if you're a person who is trying to get into the industry and you do you feel that you have like a really strong artistic voice that you know that shows up in your work uh to trust it don't don't repress it you know like when you're in school and stuff like that just to uh you know to to get a good grade or something like that show them why your influences and your style matter like no matter what they are even if it's a weird mix and but if you're if you're gonna do that just uh you you gotta you gotta put up you have to get better like no matter what no matter where you're at you have got to constantly be topping yourself learn more learn the academia 
of animation and of drawing and stuff like that so that when you show people something that is your voice and your style they will understand like what you are going for right away like you got to make sure that like your do put it in any skin you have to but learn those learn those basics and get those strong foundations so that your style is like fortified and iron underneath what it looks like and you will be able to make a living off of it like even if it's not perfect just keep at it and this is for whether it's boarding or like straight up animating right yeah i would say animation boarding like a design and you'll you'll have to chameleon you know around and like kind of fit into other people's styles and stuff but uh just like if you learn the foundations you'll be able to mimic other people's styles without compromising your own and i think it's really important for you to trust yourself your style your art your influences and uh be willing to say fuck you to your teachers sometimes because they don't always know what the fuck they're talking about so so a lot do but a lot don't Mm -hmm. truth so I think it's about time that we get into our like little Q&A segment where we have our viewers send in a question for our guests. Oh, is it? It is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we have a question here from Drea, who you know. Yeah. And Drea is wondering, or rather, here's her question. Reflecting on your college days and current students, what are the top five misconceptions of the industry in regards to artists? Okay, here we go. So, uh, misconcept, major misconception number one, uh, you have to be G-rated in your portfolio and in your public work to get a job. That's bullshit. You do not need to do that. Like, uh, I think it's, it's a common thing, like, in schools to kind of have, like, a, if the schools are kind of leaning towards more of, like, a, like their teaching style leans more towards like Pixar or like, you know, kind of family type stuff. They will uh, kind of tell you to not go too like fringe or too like uh, too raunchy, I guess. And uh, I just want to say, I'm not going to say what my thesis film was about. Uh, if you like, you can go find it online. <laughs> uh, but I will say that it is probably the worst thing you could possibly think of, and I still found work in animation. And I continue to make horrible things that are raunchy and gory, and I still manage to find work. So that is a that is a misconception that you can throw out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, misconception number two, you'll never find a job drawing anime. We talked about this one already uh, mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, if you draw anime style, um, or if you have like an anime kind of aesthetic, but you have strong like anatomy, strong perspective, uh, strong character acting and stuff like that, as long as you are good at all the things you should be good at to find work in animation, you can draw whatever style you want to for your personal stuff, as long as you're demonstrating that you have those skills. So, weave it up, man. Uh, misconception number two. Uh, 2D is dead, and you should do 3D if you want to make it as an animation worker. This is absurd. I don't know where this came from. Actually, no, I think I do. It's it's because um, a lot of the animation that's in feature is 3D, 
And so I think a lot of people assume that like 2D animation is just like dead because it's not so much in feature. But uh, actually, there is still like m- like massive amounts of room for people who draw and animate in 2D in the industry, like everywhere. Uh, there still needs to be storyboard artists. There still needs to be character designers, prop designers, concept artists, background designers. Like there's just an infinite. What well, there there will never. There will never be a point where drawing on paper will be obsolete to being an animation worker. And that's just talking about like going in a feature where like there's all those openings. The almost the entire like TV animation portion of the industry is still 2D and still requires like a lot of 2D. So, yeah, that one's a that one's a misconception. Uh, if you want do 3D if you want to do 3D and only if you want to do 3D. Do not pick up 3D because you think because of uh, do not pick up 3D hoping that it will make it easier for you to get into the industry. It won't. I have plenty of friends who are 3D animators. It's just as hard for them as with 2D people. Um, Misconception number four uh, that you can come right out of college and go into an animation studio as an idea person or pitch a show mm. or something like that. This is a huge one, I think, because uh, there's a lot of people, um, I know I was one of them, who left school and the first thing they thought was, alright, I'm out here, I'm uh, I'm, I'm out here in LA, you know, like, where do I, where do, who's going to give me my first show? Like, where does it come from? You know, mm-hmm. where, where do I get my first show? And to that, I would say, do you know how many of you are out here? Like, do you <laughs> know how many people, like, one out of, like, two out of every three industry workers you meet wants their own show? Like, and, you know, there there's not enough room for everybody to do it. You're not... And the thing is, is that it's it's plausible, it's doable, but if you leave school and you want to get into the industry, I think that's actually not a very good starting point to go from unless you just have like infinite money to like just, you know, take care of your life needs until something gets picked up because it will be a numbers game. It'll be a waiting game. And uh, if it's not something that these studios are looking for, they are not going to throw money at your, like, DeviantArt OCs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Trust me. Trust me. I know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, the thing is, is that um, you'll you'll have better chances of getting into a, 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 of getting a TV show if that's your ultimate goal. If you get into a studio, become familiar with the landscape, learn how the process works, learn you know go like get somewhere where you are actually like in the studio and you know people and know things about like the pipeline and then you can learn things that will give you an edge to getting a show and then like if you know how to play the game well enough then you know or you know where to look and shop your idea then it's more plausible but it's not I, I there, there's very few circumstances where like a some rando from a school is just gonna get a show. We've we've all heard the miracle stories of uh you know like uh people you know who were like these 
new fresh blood like coming out here and like getting their own TV show with like you know uh, early two thousands Cartoon Network you know like uh, like the Adventure Time era you know the the really young like showrunners who show up every once in a while but I just want to paint this picture for you that they are uh, one to ten people one to ten anecdotal examples of like people you know who are really new in the industry getting a show mm-hmm. out of how many fucking art students who want to fucking like get a TV show like mm-hmm. you I'm not saying you can't do it I'm not saying it's utterly implausible but if you gotta pay bills now I suggest you like focus on the thing that you enjoy doing most about making cartoons and get really good at it and get in that way at least then you can eat until you get a show you know what I'm saying so uh, that's a big one and uh, the fifth misconception I would say is the entire concept of the animation generalist so Mm, that's a big one yeah Mm -hmm. this one is uh this is something also that came from personal experience too um because a lot of people come out here and they're like oh well i made a thesis film and i can do everything in the animation Mm -hmm. process therefore you could hire me for any of these jobs i could be a character designer i could be a pa i could be a storyboard artist i could be anything you need and uh studios do not respond to that they don't like it's i i was a person who was like this because like i said like i've been making cartoons from scratch on my own since i was a child and uh like coming out here i thought to myself oh like i have all this experience with like you know making cartoons my whole life i could totally just like get into i could wiggle my way into any any job i want to like you know with this type of thing I could wiggle my way, or I thought that I could wiggle my way into any job I wanted to, just knowing, like, every part of the process. But, uh, what I found was that what studios want is actually for you to be really, really reliably good at one thing. Uh, there are examples of places like studios that, um, kind of make smaller productions that where they'll have people jump around and they're looking for like these generalists who do everything Mm -hmm. but um those there's not exactly a wide berth for that sort of thing like it's it's better it's it's a better bet to pick your favorite thing um about the animation process and really really hone in on it and make yourself like as good at it as you can and then um like sell yourself as such or if you're going to be a generalist and you think you know and if you feel that you have the skill to do all this shit then don't make yourself look like a generalist don't try and sell yourself as a generalist because they're going to be like well i'm going i'm only gonna the studio is going to look at you and say i'm only going to have you doing this one job so this is like it you uh i'm gonna find somebody who just does storyboards and is fucking amazing at it and they're they will respond to that much better than oh i'm a designer i'm a character like yada 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 it's kind of a i hate to say it this way but it's actually kind of the mark of like a it you kind of out yourself as a a student or like a, a person who just graduated or somebody with no industry experience 
by marketing yourself as like six different things Mm -hmm. you should not have six different things on your business card um and if you want to be a generalist then you better hide that shit (laughs) just (laughs) just like have one portfolio for one for each thing you do Mm -hmm. and uh make it look like this is your specialty because recruiters think like you don't know what you really want and it seems just very unfocused i've heard that advice as well like Mm -hmm. don't have a bajillion different things like because i want a board but i used to have like boarding illustration and character design on my portfolio and then this one board artist who was reviewing my work he was like you want a board right and i said yes and he says well you don't really need to have illustrator and character designer on there because like you're not that's a different job yeah and i'm like oh yeah mm-hmm. yep it is it is super important to look to look as if you really really have your shit together with one specific thing like because i mean chances are you know what you what these studios want is for you to look like you have upward potential and to look like you're not a fucking risk Mm -hmm. okay and like the thing is is that if you find somebody who really really you know hardcore specializes in something or appears that way and they're really really good at like this one uh, part of the pipeline, then you look like a lot less of a risk. Mm-hmm. They don't have time for your weaknesses and like you know your overall weaknesses. Be uh, just because you're able to do all these different things, they're not going to have you doing more than one thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, at best with boarding, they might have you like timing or like designing incidentals, but like any rando could do that it's just part of the job you know so focus on the thing that you want don't try and sell yourself as a board artist who you know can also who's also a character designer Mm -hmm. like just focus on like one and pick the thing that you like Mm -hmm. that you'll be willing to put extra focus and attention to when you get out of work because you'll have to constantly be you know improving yeah and also add to your point um, of having like the separate portfolios. Like, oh, all right, if you're interested in char- doing character design or if you're interested in like doing storyboarding, then having a storyboard and a character design portfolio. Like, I've had occasions where, um, like, I'm a storyboard artist, but I've had occasions where my um, my uh, production coordinator is like, hey, do you do you have a character design portfolio? Like, do you do characters? I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Here's my character design portfolio. Like. That occasionally happens. Like someone's like, I'm looking for character design. Like, do you have to do character design or like, mm-hmm. so we need a character designer really quick. Okay, you you have good character art in your storyboards. You know, do you happen to know character design? Um, yeah. So that can happen. So it's it's just keeping them separate so you like show that you are you have a focus and you can do that specific thing yeah. at that time. I guess. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like I and I. Uh, yeah, there's there's definitely exceptions to the rule like that for mm-hmm. sure. Like it, I mean, like she asked for it, mm-hmm. you know, in that specific situation. In that case, you definitely, you know, would. And um, like in my case, uh, when I was working for Fox ADHD, mm-hmm. it came in handy that I knew like the whole pipeline. Um, even though I was not particularly amazing at one thing, uh, it helped that I knew the whole thing because people were jumping around. We were making an animated short or two mm-hmm. a week 
like you know like sometimes spending like two days on an entire cartoon mm-hmm. and uh it it helped to be able to be like okay i'm done with, i'm done with all these shots mm-hmm. you know y'all need some bgs like do you need like some incidental designs or something like that and in that case it is definitely helpful so i won't say like a smaller shot yeah i was gonna say yeah yeah, it's a smaller, yeah a lot of smaller studios will have that like all right like if you're done with this job and you like we we really need help in this part of the pipeline and you're, you're good at it so yeah. you can like hop on to like do something really quick yeah mm-hmm. i guess it's just like that like in entertainment as a whole because like i mentioned before that i worked in graphic design and um I had a separate portfolio for my graphic design work, and then I had one with my storyboards and animation stuff. I used to have them combined, and I would just send out like the link for my graphic design page, but then it got to a point where it was all getting confusing, because recruiters would be like, are you a, a graphic designer? Are you a board artist? Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So I made them separate, and I used to work at like a smaller advertising agency where I wore a lot of different hats. I was doing like billboards, I was doing uh, bus shelter ads, and digital stuff. But when I came out here uh, to LA and like started getting into bigger design houses, um, I was specifically focused on just the digital design. I wasn't doing print anymore because everyone, like, it was a bigger place and had like a set job. So yeah, like, being jack of all trades is okay if you're at a smaller place, but make sure, like, I'm just reiterating, like, cater to what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you yeah, because like, even like places like uh, you know, Shadow Machine, which I worked at, those like a larger like it's not it's not per se as big as like DreamWorks, like as far as like size of like the productions, but like um, they have like people who are like generalists around there, but it's still even in that case, it's still like a small amount, and I mm-hmm. mean the people I know, I, I have a buddy John who's like kind of like a generalist like that. You would never know he was a generalist. He's amazing at all of the things that he does, and it's it's very. Uh, but I'm sure that came from like years of doing it. Yes, yeah, yeah. that came from. That wasn't lots him of like walking out the door out of school, being like, "Hey, I'm here. I can do everything." Mm-hmm. Yeah, borderline. I I would say most most people who are like fresh out of college are like do not have the skill at the individual like things that they want to do to be able to like call themselves a generalist and then survive like in in this particular setting of studios in LA like these like larger studios like this yeah. it just doesn't work like that normally mm-hmm. and uh yeah and like if you're going to do if you're going to do something um if you're going to pick a job that you want to do or have a thing you're focused on you want to make sure that you are using just the thing that like you want the job for there is no reason to show a studio like you want to be a board artist don't send them a portfolio full of illustrations and like cool drawings like send them a a portfolio full of storyboards Mm -hmm. if you're going to be a character designer uh it's it's not going to be helpful for you to send them storyboards and nobody's going to look at your portfolio and say oh this person can generally like they can draw so they could probably do this other thing but there's no evidence of it and no you want to show them evidence that shows that you can do exactly what they're going to be paying you to do make yourself not look like a risk even if you are a risk hide it 
Hide it. <laughs> Hide that wrist. Hide your wrist. Isn't that what's that cliche saying? Like, fake it to make it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Just fake it convincingly. <laughs> well, I guess we're kind of like wrapping up here. I mean, you dropped a lot of like good yeah, wisdom already, in all honesty. <laughs> I was going to say, is there anything last yeah. advice? But I feel like, unless there's something you didn't say, but all that was like just I pretty just, darn good. I just want to put the, um, I'm probably not going to ask the question. I'm just going to shout out. Uh, Newgrounds. <laughs> yes. I just want to reiterate. Yes. Newgrounds.com. Yeah, YouTube's not a good medium for animators. Mm-hmm. It's really not. The algorithm is not in your favor if you're yeah, animating on like, YouTube. Yeah, just like just just a couple of, of the gems that you dropped during like that explanation of Newgrounds. Like the the community like just talking crap about the work that you're doing. Yeah. And like that type of stuff. Like you get actual like good criticism, even though sometimes it's kinda just like really crappy criticism. Yeah. Like someone will just be like, ah, oh, this is stupid. But like you get a lot out of some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I just want to reiterate Newgrounds. Go to Newgrounds. Yes, yeah. it is that place I I say that that place kinda like raised me as an artist because mm. like they I mean it's it is the it is people 100% just doing it because they want to and making the type of stuff that they want mm-hmm. to make and like it's got it, it's got art it's got uh, like animation it's got illustration it's got music it's mm-hmm. got games like and they're all just made by motherfuckers in their basements and it is amazing yeah and you got like the crazy you find the craziest stuff on new grounds it's, yes it's great. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, do it. Do it. Yes. Do it. Go to the site. And, like, if you really you want to be an animator and you want some incentive mm-hmm. to, like, get better and to be productive, go on there and actually, like, see what it's like to have, like, thousands of people look at your work and, like, give you feedback and, like, you know, shit on it and also exalt it. You mm-hmm. know, like, it, it's you'll get it all. And, uh, it's 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 the best place for for animation on the internet, I think, for mm-hmm. indie stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. real quick, you never mentioned what kind of tools you use for your animation. Oh snap! Oh yeah, I feel like that's important to share. Yeah. Uh, so all the the animation, the games that are on Newgrounds are generally um, Flash based. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I guess it's Adobe Animate now, but uh, yeah, most of most of my life I've been using. Uh, Adobe Flash, which was once Macromedia Flash, mm-hmm. and way uh, back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and now it's Adobe Animate. But uh, I think it's the best program for getting out like quick, good-looking animation. Um, I know it has this connotation for being for making like cheap shit because of uh, what what comes on TV that's made in Flash generally made with like 2D rigs mm-hmm. and people don't generally respond well to those uh, if they're not done like amazingly so but yeah you can definitely do frame by frame in Flash you do not have to use rigs and like tweening mm-hmm. um, you can make some really Disney looking shit in Flash Disney uses Flash Yeah, Disney uses animate so I'd say use it <laughs> Very, and also uh, BT dubs there are like, um, I would say maybe a quarter of the uh, animated TV shows, like in the industry, are boarded in Flash. Boarded in Flash, huh? Yes, there is like uh, there are a very, very a significant handful of cartoons that are eventually going to be animated in Flash are also boarded in Flash. 
Alright, you know what? I think I saw like a guild job for Teen Titans Go and they were saying like you got a no flash for like for like boarding that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Teen Titans Go. I, I never worked on it, so I'm not sure. I'm not positive, but yeah. I would not be surprised because it's definitely a flash. They, yeah, I think they do work in flash because I remember uh, Chris Wimberly worked on that for a bit. I remember it. I'm pretty sure it was flash. Mm. Unikitty, Unikitty's boarded in flash for sure. Really? Um, yeah, like most of the stuff, uh, pretty much everything I worked on at Shadow Machine was boarded in flash. And uh, Titmouse still very had a very flash heavy studio mm. and yeah like I'd, I'd say i'd say it's worth it to learn it just to know it because there's two there's two programs well three ugh, photoshop oh my god uh, there's, <laughs> there's three programs that people use oh, flicks oh my god what Jeez. flicks oof it, it's how people ju- <laughs> it's how people justify using photoshop for storyboards at oh studios. yeah yeah that's right mm-hmm. Woo, boy <laughs> i can do it but i don't want to yeah. <laughs> uh what happened to storyboard pro being the hot, the hot oh, thing oh oh it is storyboard yeah, yeah, yeah. pro is the is absolutely the, yeah, the that's, that's, what, that's I mean, what i've been doing i about, never heard no, 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 flicks. no yeah. yeah i mean okay i feel like flicks is something new because i hadn't heard it until like i don't even know i was looking at a job posting and it was like you got her no flicks and i was like mm, i don't know what that is i know what photoshop is yeah but um yeah yeah like i i because i used to board in photoshop and I was like, sorry, Storyboard <laughs> Pro, that's weird. And then I got the job I'm at now, and it's just strictly Storyboard Pro. And I remember just seeing that job posting, and I was just like, ugh, yeah. Photoshop? Yeah. And I it's... was like, I remember when I used that. Ugh. I can't imagine going back to board in Photoshop. It's so... <laughs> It's like you need in order for it to function, like you'll, you you need bridge or you need to just use like what is it, uh, layer comps. That's yeah. really the only way you can get it right. Mm-hmm. That's what Flix takes advantage of too. The, yeah, the layer comps or bridge. Uh the layer comps and like stuff like that. Like it's oh my god, every panel in Flix is his own PSD and <laughs> you have to open up a new PSD for every oh my god. That I'm not even sounds gonna go into like that. a lot. It's yeah. it's only it's only used in feature uh and it's only used in feature 3d shows and uh, like 3d like netflix stuff and just kind of stuff that has a lot of hmm. a lot of money and time honestly and yeah, then like yeah i've seen like behind the scenes stuff of like zootopia and all that and it looks like yeah they were bored in flash yeah i mean not flash uh photoshop, photoshop sorry yeah. yeah like it was uh it's yeah it was i used it at dreamworks a little bit mm-hmm not a fan. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, you'll do it. Yeah, yeah. But like, you do but, it, but it's just like, mm, I'd rather be doing something else. Yeah. But it's just like, Adobe products are a, a little bit less expensive than the Toon Boom products. Toon Boom, yeah. yeah, Toon Boom so products, kind of like, uh, mm. I mean, uh, it'd be nice to drop the full, like, what is it, at the 900 800 $999. $1,000. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice to drop the full $1,000? Mm. But it'd also be, it'd be nicer to not have the $60 taken out of my account every month. Yeah. Well, like, at least with Storyboard Pro, um, if you if you get Storyboard Pro for a whole year, you get three months for free. Really? Yeah. Oh. So everybody should know that, because I found that out, like, by accident, actually, that uh, if you buy it for the whole year, you're actually only paying for nine months. Like no matter what, that's just what they do. That's the but that's another program that's super important. If you want to be a board artist, you need to learn Storyboard Pro. Mm-hmm. Learn Storyboard Pro ASAP. If you're in school, learn Storyboard Pro. Get it. Uh, 
learn how to time things out, learn how to use sound in it, like learn how to like just do layers and get a lot of acting and a lot of movement and animation in it because that is what will be it will be expected of you if you want to do boards when you get in the industry. So that's mm-hmm. what I use for work like 98% of the time. Mm-hmm. And then like uh, I used Flash a lot more when I uh, when I was at like Shadow Machine and Fox ADHD yeah. because we were animating the stuff in house mm-hmm. so, and like we needed it to be translated quickly. But um, yeah. yeah. Uh, what were we saying? Oh, uh, yeah. What were we talking about? We started on Newgrounds. Well, we were talking yeah, about, we story, about storyboards tools. and Newgrounds. Yeah. I mean, the studio I'm at, like, it's all Toon Boom. It's all Toon Boom um, Starboard Pro. Like, mm. th- that you have to know it. Especially since all the shows are, like, CG. Well, that has nothing to do with it. But still, it's just like, Lars Starboard Pro, listen to Kaylin. Yeah. You need it if you want a board. Please. Pro. Please. If they're not have teaching it at your school. of Flash. Yeah. yeah. And Photoshop is there. <laughs> <laughs> Photoshop's okay, but I mean, there's like alternatives. Like people are using cool, like Clip Studio, Paint, Anime Studio, Paint Tool Side. There's like other things you can. Krita. There's other things you can do. Yeah. Krita. What's Krita? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, is there again like wrapping up? Like I feel like you just dropped all this good info. Like yeah. I don't know if you have like any like last pieces of advice for those listening who are like students or people who are just trying to break in i mean you said so much already (laughs) yeah uh just be true to yourself trust your gut i know it sounds corny but it's surprisingly hard to do actually is that you know you you go through school and people tell you um all these things you should be doing and stuff like that and when they say you need to get better at drawing and better at animating and learn fundamentals that is not bullshit that is true but however learn that stuff and then use just use it to fortify your personal voice and your style and never give up on it like you you can find work with it you know but you just uh you just have to be willing to invest in yourself and like take a gamble on like your own style and your own vision and just do it. People will respond to it. Even if it, you know, even if it takes a second or even if it doesn't seem like super helpful right away, like don't just, you know, don't, uh, don't, don't roll over and and submit just because somebody told you something might not be, uh, shit. I lost my train of thought. Uh, Don't submit. What am I trying to say? You're trying to say be true to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like just uh, yeah. Make make the type of shit that you want to make, and just be constantly making things if you can. Like if like if you want to if you want to get into the industry, you have got to be making the proof that you can do the job, and. Uh, if you want to actually give yourself encouragement to want to make things and to be productive, you have to make things that are candidly true to yourself. If you want to make raunchy ass shit and if it's the only thing that keeps your attention when you go home and like you're working on your portfolio, do it. If you love anime and you can't, you know, and you can't break away from that, put it just you know as long as you're showing you no fundamentals put it put it in your portfolio just do you but just do you well mm-hmm. that's that's all i can say so. awesome sauce and yeah. is there a place where our viewers listeners whoever 
I don't know why I said viewers because we're not really looking at anything. <laughs> listening. Uh, listeners uh, can find your work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I am uh, first and foremost. I am on Newgrounds.com. Oh, uh, yeah. I go by Jazz Light on there. J A Z L Y T E uh, on Newgrounds. You can search me up in the search bar, or you can look up my uh, old web series, Necropolis, on the series page. And uh, I'm also on Twitter. Uh, just uh, is it? Well, I'm also on Twitter at uh, Jazzlight and. Uh, I'm also on YouTube as Jazzlight as well, so Keeping you can find branding. me in any of these places. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to be easy to find. If you want to look at my portfolio that has somehow miraculously like kept me fed these past four <laughs> years, uh, yeah, just go to Jazzlight.com. That's my professional portfolio. It's uh, if you really want to see the limit of what you can get away with and somehow <laughs> still live as a poor artist, <laughs> just go to my go to my portfolio and oh, check out cool. some gore. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Kaylin. Thank yeah, you, Kaylin. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everyone. To keep up with us, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Black and Animated. And be sure to listen for more episodes on blackandanimated.podbean.com and on iTunes. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of the respective individual and do not reflect the views of our employers. Thanks, guys. Until next time, see you later.